Welcome back to another sparkling edition of the Thought Police with Matt Kelly. Hello. Sitting opposite me and me, Mike Graham, um, of Talk Radio fame. Um, there's an awful lot going on, as mm. we always say. Uh, but of course, one of the things that always winds people up and separates the wheat from the chaff is the old royal family. Yes. Um, because the Queen, of course, has been accused of being at the centre of this whole kind of, you know, scandal of the prorogation of Parliament, which she yeah. misled. Yeah. David Cameron, you know, outed her as saying something yeah. that he should never have reported. Did you see the documentary, by the way? You know, I haven't seen That's it yet. It's very, very good. Is it? Yeah, it's on iPlayer. Yeah. Okay. There's two yeah. parts to it. The first part's fantastic. Yeah. The second part, not so much, but the first part's great. Okay, yeah. yeah. What's it called again? It's called The Cameron Years, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll have to look at that. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I've got to catch up on, actually, mm. that I haven't yet seen properly. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. What um, I was laughing about this week was uh, Harry and Meghan after their fantastic weekend uh, at the wedding in Rome with yeah. some of their friends. And apparently the woman who I've never heard of, but who apparently introduced them, right. uh, got married. They went out there to keep a low profile, didn't take the baby with them. They've now got to South Africa. Do you know how many people they've taken with them? No. 13. <laughs> they've taken 13 people with them, right, to South Africa. There's 80 journalists travelling with them, Good right, God. from here yeah. and other parts of the world. There's another 300 accredited. I mean, when you Amazing. talk about whether or not they're popular, there's clearly... What um, kind of people? I mean, it's... Well, there's clearly a vast um, sort of appetite for covering everything that they do. Yeah. And, I mean, I would imagine that we will see all sorts of stories coming out. She's apparently talking about... Um, taking her own, you know, chef with her. Oh, I think she's certainly God. taking her own hairdresser with her. Yeah. Um, and all sorts of aids. There's a social media advisor. And, you know, you, you think to yourself, when are you going to get it? It's weird, this isn't it? This is not because what people want to see. Harry's kind of public profile started off really badly. Like, yeah. he was the idiot who turned up in the fancy dress yeah. with the swastikas the Nazi, Nazi and all thing, this yeah. business. And, and then there was all this baloney about, you know, oh, maybe he's James Hewitt's kid and all yeah, this yeah. business, you know, because he's he he ginger hair. You know, no, exactly. No. So that's all been, right. you know, established otherwise. But, and then he joined the army yeah. and he became this fantastic kind of figure. He became didn't he? a sort of hero figure. Amazing. Thing, didn't he? And properly, you yeah. know, I, I had nothing but admiration for mm. him the way he handled himself. Yeah. You know, he looked like a tough guy and yeah. he went out, he was on the front line. Brilliant. Yeah. And then he goes and marries Meghan Markle. Well, hang on. Between those two things, though, did he not then do the whole Las Vegas, you know, we saw his bare ass, didn't we? Yes, that's when he was right. With we a did. bunch of strippers that's right. in did. Las Vegas. Which also yeah. kind of, people kind of endeared him. But that sort of chimed in with the, the rough and ready yeah. army kind of Yeah, life, he was like the know. SAS man. Why you know? shouldn't he? You know, you know yeah. he's absolutely, he's tough, he's, he's yeah. you know, he's sexy, everyone yeah. wants to sleep with him. Yeah. You know, now he's in Vegas having a part time of his life. He looks like an action man, doesn't he? Do you he remember, does. Yeah, do you remember the action man yeah, with yeah. that sort of fuzzy ginger beard mm. thing? He yeah. looks like one of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But then, it all went horribly. I mean, as soon as he met Meghan Markle and was transfixed by her, obviously, he's like your best mate. Yeah. who meets a woman yes. who you know is a bad idea, yes. but he won't see it. That's he doesn't great. see it. That's great. He just yeah. doesn't see it. That's right. And you, after a while, you drift apart yeah. and you stop talking to it. <laughs> and, you, and you wait until they end up splitting up and you go, well, you know, I fucking Mate, told honestly, you. I told you. I fucking told you. And if I didn't tell you, I wanted to, yeah. but I was too scared. Yeah. And then he'll say, yeah, God, I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. Yeah. And I feel like that's where we are now, that we're going to get right. to Harry in about five years and he's going to go, I don't know what I was thinking. It's got disaster written on it. It has. It really has. Because unfortunately, she appears to be somebody who just loves the kind of limelight that only she wants. She doesn't like the bits of the limelight that she doesn't want. Yeah. You know, like she can't meet Donald Trump because that wouldn't be part of her brand. Yeah. But she can edit Vogue magazine and she can launch that ludicrous thing she did a, a few weeks ago. Was it last week? With the, with the clothing, yeah. you know, where she's going, you know, for, for, for women who are too poor to wear designer stuff, <laughs> you know, this is how you can get the look. Yeah. 
and it's like Perhaps you know, these are people lunch. going for jobs in Tesco. You know, yeah. they don't need to turn yeah. up with your fucking hand-me-downs from you know uh, Gucci. But the thing is that you know, Chanel. I've said before that you know the assumption. A lot of people assume that she's like a major American TV star, but she isn't no, at all. She's like a bit part player who just happens to have uh, fallen in with the uh, the royal family and is now elevated to this extraordinary state. I don't think she could believe her luck. Yeah, you know. Because yeah. she is technically now one of the most famous women in the world. That's right. Because of the fact that all of these magazines in Germany and France and America, yeah. they just love the royal family. She's currency, isn't she? She totally is. And, yeah. and, this, and this kind of proves it. I mean, in a way, maybe it's a make or break thing. Maybe if they do it right in South Africa and she you know, goes to enough townships and yeah. talks about being the sister of them all and all of that, maybe yeah. it holds a few babies, you know, it might actually, maybe they can turn it all around and maybe that's the plan. She needs to go to a minefield and put on that Diana gear. Yeah, yeah. Wander through a minefield. Yeah, I'd stay well away from anything like that, (laughs) you know, basically at the end of the day. Did you see, by the way, that crazy uh, splash at the weekend? I think it was in the Star on Sunday. No. New evidence of the diet on the Diana crash. No. Oh my God, it was the worst story ever. Um, well, I couldn't. Conspiracy. I, I literally read the, the 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 front three parts. It was Philip, after all. No, apparently they found some new guy who was involved in the crash, but except yeah. he wasn't involved in the crash because <laughs> he wasn't in the car. You know, <laughs> it's a complete I don't think bollocks. All this bollocks about you know it was a conspiracy. What kind of conspiracy could be foiled if only she decided to put her bloody seat? I know. Up, you know. I know. I mean, <laughs> well, the fact that the car had been cut in half before. Yeah, uh, and the fact that the driver was high was on, on pissed, drugs yeah. and pissed. Yeah, probably had something Henri to do with Paul. it. Henri Paul. Paul. That's right. Yeah, I remember splashing it on the mirror. It was a terrible headline. It was something yeah. like um, it was like three times over the limit, mm. one hundred miles an hour. Yeah, one one dead princess, one nation yes. mourns. You know, my claim to fame, by the way, is that you know that movie, The Queen. Uh, where they had what's his face playing Tony Blair, the Welsh guy. Oh yeah, um, um, the guy who was in the um, what's his name? Oh, Michael. Mike. Yeah, Michael K K K Michael. He played um, uh, what's his face as well. The football. Um, <laughs> he played Brian Clough. Didn't Brian Clough. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Blank. Well, in that particular movie, they show one of my page ones from the Express. Oh, brilliant! Which is show us you care. Because that was the one where the flag was That's not right. at half mast. Remember? Yeah. And everyone was going, "Why That's is the right. flag not at half mast?" Yeah. And they were still in Scotland. That's right. And they hadn't come out, and they hadn't said anything. And that was, I mean, that was the and moment. And she came down when, when. Yeah. Well, do you remember the first thing they did was they came out to look at all the flowers yeah. that they put down outside Balmoral. Yeah. Um, and it was really a break breaking moment. I mean, I don't know if you've spoken to Alistair Campbell about this, but I mean, there was definitely a moment there where we could have just gone Republican. Yeah. And and people were so annoyed and fed up with they the were royal booing, family. Weren't yeah, yeah. I mean, it was quite a, quite a considerably kind of constitutional yeah. moment, really. And I still feel I look back at that, and it didn't occur to me at the time. But what a terrible thing to make those boys do! Hmm. You know, walk down behind their mother's coffin for miles. You know, yeah, and, and put on this brave face. Yeah. I mean, how old was Harry when that happened? He was only about six or seven. I think. God's sake! Yeah. I mean, do you remember that? Uh, that sort of uh, wreath of lilies yes. with the with the envelope on it mm. with just the word mummy yeah. written on it. God, it still chokes you up. It is heartbreaking. Yeah. And you do wonder how much of that forms, you know, Harry's view of the press. I'm because, sure, of course, yeah. Harry hates the press. Well, and Will hates the knows. press even more. And he does, yeah, but he doesn't quite sort of show it. Yeah. You know, I think he kind of plays the game. He understands that... You know, he's actually the heir to the yeah, throne. Yeah. I think Harry's much more sort of fuck you. I don't blame him, you know. Um, I don't blame him at all. No, I suppose not. If you were in that position, mm. yeah. yeah. If you thought that they hounded your mum to the point where yeah. that happened, yeah. then, you know. 
Yeah. But it was a very different world, wasn't it? I mean, you and I were both working in, I mean, I remember um, the morning of the funeral, actually, um, because we'd had this incredible week. And you talk in those terms because we literally couldn't print enough papers. That's right. And we had a circulation guy, a bit of a div, um, which ended up off to the express. Yeah. And he ended up, he, he actually used to, he used to come into meetings and say, the thing is, it's counterproductive if we print too much, because, you know, it doesn't actually make as much money as if we print fewer. Right. And you're kind of going, what? <laughs> well, because he'd weigh up the cost of the yeah, ink, yeah, yeah. the cost yeah, of the yeah, paper, yeah, yeah. and if you started printing like another, an extra half a million copies, yeah. which you could have done, because yeah. we were doing supplements every day, we were doing sure. magazines, the whole thing, and they were just shifting. That's Couldn't sure. believe it. Yeah. Um, and on the eve of the funeral, um, because Britain was kind of shutting down, some bright spark in Express said, "Well, if anybody wants to stay, it's the executives only, right? Just to show how um, you know how, how, how sort of communist they are. Executive, if you want to, you can stay at the Tower Hotel." So I went. I mean, I only lived in Hendon, but yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to stay at the nice Tower Hotel yeah. because we all go and have a drink." Yeah. Anyway, I came out in the morning to go to work, and it was quite early because it was one of those where you just went, "I'm just going to get in the office because I don't remember it was seven o'clock in the morning time." Yeah. And um, as I was standing waiting for a taxi. Um, I saw Piers coming out. Oh, yeah. Because you'd obviously stayed in the same hotel. Right? Yeah. And uh, this taxi came, and I just jumped in it <laughs> and went like that. See you, mate. <laughs> because there was so few cabs around because yeah, people weren't bothering to work. Yeah, yeah. People were going, well, I'm either going to watch it on the telly. You know, it was amazing. And he was like singing two fingers up week, to me. Because I said, I'd give you a lift, but I can't. We're going separate directions. Yeah. We were in Ludgate House in those days. Yeah, like of course. Yeah. And he was going to Canary Wharf. And he was going to Canary Wharf. Yeah. But it was an extraordinary day. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, the whole, when you think back at it now, you'll never see anything like that again in your mm. life. You know, not even when, when the Queen finally goes. No. You know, it won't be on that scale. No. Because it's all expected, you know. Mm. People were still in shock, weren't they, a week later? You know? It was an incredibly shocking and, and the truth is that people were actually hysterical, yeah. weren't they? You know, the whole nation became well, hysterical. Well, my parents, who, funnily enough, were not massive royalists, but there were two things that they did. The, on the day of their marriage, they went down, I think, to the press club, because my dad was a member of the press club, yeah. and sat somewhere where they could watch the, 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 the carriage yeah. going up Fleet Street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe even oh, the, the uh, day of the marriage. Actually, yeah, the day to of the marriage. Balls, yeah, right? yeah, to St. Paul's. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I'll tell a lie. I think it, it was, they had a friend that worked at the old express building in Fleet Street, and I think right. they watched it from there. Right. But they also, when the cortege went past where, roughly where they lived up in North London, it went up Finchley Road, That's right. and then up Hendon Way, they went out. And watched it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I was People thinking, throwing flowers, yeah. weren't they? I'm throwing flowers from bridges. And, yeah. I mean, if if you know when it gets to the point where it affects your parents, you yeah. know that the yeah. whole country is actually just really sad. Yeah. Because it, it was a terribly sad occasion. But it just felt like something on an epic scale of history mm. had just happened. Yeah. You know, and suddenly you were wrapped into almost this. Well, there's story. no doubt that she was and probably will always be the most famous woman in the world. Yeah. I don't think Meghan Markle will ever reach oh, that. Oh, Christ, so not in the same league. Well, I mean, not, do you remember when uh, Mother Teresa died, I think, yeah, five same days day. after? No, no, she no died. was it the same day? I think it was the same day. I thought it was the day after, because, anyway... Well, it was literally no it, more than it, 24 yeah. hours. And she, Mother Teresa, who on any other week would have got, like, the splash in the first yeah. 15 pages, yeah, yeah. she got the 28-page yeah. lead with the headline, That's it. Princess Diana's yeah. friend, That's Mother right. Teresa, dies. That's right. It's incredible. I mean, I've still got some of the papers, actually. You know what it's yeah. like. You should never keep old papers. Yeah. because I kept a set of we that did, weeks. Yeah. We did think they were great, you know. Yeah. And they actually do look great. The front yeah. pages were really good. Yeah. But in the Express, for example, you get to about page seven, 
And there's a 25 by 4 advert on it, yeah. which is, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's one of those big square oblong boxes yeah. that takes up sort of most of the page. And ruins, and all, and anything, ruins anything yeah. you're trying to do. Yeah. Piers was always much better at throwing all the ads out, That's right. I seem to remember. So he used to just get on the phone to Roger Easter, yeah. who was the managing director, and basically tell him to just say, you know, we're not running it, yeah. we're just not doing it. That and was it, in the good old days. It doesn't, doesn't happen so much doesn't these happen days. So much no. now. Let's talk about more Labour Party stuff, right? Yes. Because uh, these are now the people, the party of no choice yes. when it comes to educating your yeah. children now I'm, I, you may or may not wish to answer this but I don't know whether you send your kids to private school I don't think you went to private school did you? I did actually did you? I did yeah I went to typical bloody champagne I know, socialist I know, I know and I do as well so there's a lot to do come you? out here yeah. okay. so I went to a school called Merchant Taylors in Crosby oh I know Merchant which, Taylors did they not have one first there's south? one down in the north I called think, Northfield yeah. I'm pretty sure we used to play football against Merchant Taylors so, when I was at school you, you may well have done Believe it or not, I was very bright as a kid. I and, do believe that. And, um, You're still quite bright. I and, know, I I'm not letting you get away with that. <laughs> and I went to Merchants on a um, kind of... I went a year earlier right. than, than I should have done. Oh, really? Yeah. What, because you were that bright? So, yeah, and there's a sort of point you to this do, story. You were too young to have done the 11 plus, I think. No, I didn't do the 11 plus. I right. took their entrance exam. Right. And then you had to go through an interview. Oh. And the fees, I mean, just to... My, my dad and mum didn't make... Tons and tons of cash. Well, your old man was, was in newspaper. Right? He was in newspaper. He was yeah. like deputy editor of the local Echo at yeah, the time, yeah. which, you know, I don't know what it would have paid, but it was like probably a, maybe a 40 grand job, you know, maybe yeah. something like that today, mm. right? So nice, but not, you know, yeah. exorbitant. Anyway, so I went into Merchant Taylors a year young, and I'm a February kid, so it was like being 18 months younger right. than the rest of the year group. And I was too immature, really, and really struggled mm. all the way through my school, hated it. Yeah. And... If I'd have gone to, I can tell you this was, it was absolute school, fact. It, it was board, day school. Yeah. yeah. If I'd have gone to the comp, uh, Formby High, across, yeah. literally across the road from where we lived, right. I can promise you now, I would never have got two O levels. Never mind the eight I ended up getting, yeah. and I would never have gone on to A levels, and I would never have fulfilled or, or done Why do you, you know full potential because they force you into into succeeding. Right. They make you succeed whether right. you want to or not, right. and in a in a comprehensive. You'll only succeed if you want to succeed. Yeah. But at merchants or other private schools, yeah. they won't let you fail right. because it, it, it's a bad mark against them. So, all right, so there's my massive so now what they Now what they do in schools, and I say this purely because of my two younger boys who go to a, a state or just a secondary school. It's not yeah. comprehensive. It's just yeah. the only one that's in the town in which we live. Um, you know, they've now kind of tinkered with the targets because they don't want to look like a failing school yeah. because of the Ofsted um, yeah. recommendations that they get. Yeah. Um, and so they're all striving all the time to show how well they're doing, but actually they're doing it at the expense of making things so easy mm. that nobody fails. Yeah. That's part of the problem. Which is a problem. Yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't go to private school. I, my dad was Scottish. Uh, they had a very good education system when he grew up. And he was able to get from coming from a very working class family to, I mean, it was kind of a trade that he went into, but he did end up going to Glasgow Art School, yeah. which, oh, right, was, yeah. which was pretty cool for Very somebody from, from yeah. his, you know, from his yeah. background. And my mother similarly went to teacher training college. Her dad was a boilermaker at yeah. Babcox and Wilcox, you know, very working class family. And, you know, so, um, you know, they saw their education as a, as a great big plus, mm. but they didn't, in Scotland, they never really had proper private schools. No. I mean, they had Fetties, yeah. where Tony Blair went That's famously, right. up in Edinburgh. But, you know, it's not, there's not much of a culture of, of private schools, yeah. to a large extent. 
And funnily enough, one of the things that Scotland still does have, which is pretty good, is the education. It's good education. But Spanish, you know, but, yeah. now what the Labour Party has said basically mm. is that they will they will take back all of these private schools and they will mm. take back all the property and redistribute and redistribute How's it. That I mean, that's work? like a land grab in by Robert Mugabe, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that's I mean, what we're talking so, about. So, okay, the principle that there should be equality mm. of opportunity, I subscribe to one hundred percent. Yeah, it's very very difficult, and for I'm sure. All the parents listening will understand this. You become the biggest hypocrite on the planet when it's your kids, you yeah. know, and you want to do the very best for your yeah. kids, especially if the local school isn't all up to all and that also, much. Especially you know. nowadays, if the local school is likely to end up calling you one day to say, "Oh, I'm sorry, your son's been stabbed yeah. uh, outside the school yeah. gates," or your son's just not that interested, and, and we haven't got the the, the wherewithal mm. to make make I mean, him. Funnily enough, you, this might come as a surprise to you, but I've always been an advocate of getting rid of private schools yeah. because yeah. I actually believe that if we all were forced to go to school together, yeah. regardless of in- income, yeah. you know, regardless of anything, but you know. You'd have to be careful about the um, location of stuff like that, yeah. I suppose. Because I mean, I was—I found out today that the most expensive uh, road in Britain is Kensington Park Gardens. Do you right. know what the average house price is? Tell me, thirty-eight million. Jesus Christ! So I mean, you couldn't yeah. have a school in Kensington where you just had kids from that sort of area. No, but I bet you that I bet you within half a mile of that road, there's mm. a block of council flats. Yeah, That's be. the great thing there about London be. is that it's all mixed well, up. Well, in some ways it's a great thing. I'm not that happy about people having a river view of Battersea Power Station <laughs> from a council estate on the north side of the embankment because I can't afford you to would, live there. You'd rather black their windows out. I would, actually, so make sure that the views <laughs> are going down. Well, you know, it's like you stay in a hotel on a river. You know, yeah. you have to pay extra for a river view. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just looking I at the... I think we should brick up all those yeah, windows with exactly. nice views. Exactly. Make sure they're only staring at... Yeah, crap. Yeah, yeah just with pictures of... Karl Marx up or something, you know, see how that goes. But, you know, the thing is, right, um, I've always believed that, that as long as we have private schools, it will never be a fair system. Yeah. Because you're always going to have the elite doing better than everybody else. So what are you going to, are you going to ban private tuition as well? Well, that's an interesting point because yeah. some people said that uh, over this argument about, yeah. well, are they going to ban, you know, faith schools, for example, yeah. madrasses, yeah. Uh, or maybe, you know, uh, Jewish fundamentalist Or the Roman schools. Catholic school we go to. Roman Catholic road, schools. Yeah. Um, also, what about private nurseries? At yeah. what age, you know, do you yeah. kick in with this whole pr- proposal? And John McDonnell, funnily enough, has more or less, I think, indicated that it ain't going to happen, yeah. despite the fact that the Labour Conference voted on it. But, but they're going to try, they'll take the VAT exemption, won't they? Well, you know, I don't really see why they should be charitable organisations. That part, I think, they could do. So this is a long argument, and I, I, I can see it because... You know, they are providing a service for people who choose to privately educate their kids Mm. and do not incur any cost from the state in doing so. So, you know, I know it's a little bit obtuse, but every kid that goes to private school is actively adding resource into the comprehensive system Mm. because they're not taking because you're not having to spend that money and and do you have faith in the government labor tory or liberal democrat Um, to sort out our education system no i should just say that in the midst of all this my thumb has started bleeding again i don't know why it just keeps bleeding no i've got some all right but the thing is that you know um what I don't like is the way that they've also said they're just going to do away with Ofsted. Yeah. You know, I don't understand why they've done well, that. So they want, they say they're going to put another, a new system in, mm. a, new, a new inspector system. And I, again, I don't know why. Yeah. What's the agenda? Well, do you know what the problem with a lot of the Ofsted inspections is? Is that you get, um, a, everybody's after a, a number one mark. When my kids were in primary school, 
um, which was close to Hastings. Yeah. Um, the school was really good, but it had a very tough sort of neighbourhood, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because Hastings is not a wealthy area. That's right. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people there with a lot of problems. 40% of the children in that school were known to the local authority, yeah. which means either their parents were in prison yeah. uh, or their parents might be drug users or criminals, something yeah. like that, well, right? There's been some social... Yeah, and need. the problem was when they got an Ofsted 1, it started to become a massive kind of point of, of, of entry for all sorts of parents. So right. the parents who wouldn't, maybe couldn't afford to send their kids to private school, yeah. but who were what you might call, you know, decent parents. Yeah. Suddenly, they wanted to send their kids to this so school. So they all moved in. And it got overcrowded. Yeah. And then they started to have to build new classrooms. Yeah. And it kind of self-perpetuating. Uh, it became a worse school. Yeah. But then I discovered some of the things that they got a one for were things like teaching about, you know, diverse religions. Yeah. Or, you know, how diverse is the school. And you get extra marks for stuff like that. Right. So it's not about academic no. um, procedures at all sometimes, yeah. you know. But I think this chasing of, of, uh, of ratings from Ofsted is really dangerous because, as you say, some schools get a, you know, a poor uh, set of results mm. because the kids have, are, are challenged. Yeah. You know, it's not because it's a and bad school. And there's a lot school. of kids nowadays, I think, compared to when you and I were at school, yeah. who have got special needs. Yeah. You know, nobody knows why. But there are a lot more kids with ADHD. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. more kids. I mean, the, the other worry I've got, um, and one of my own kids was a was a child with special needs for a while. He's yeah. a, he's he's not anymore because right. we asked for him to be taken out of it. Yeah. But so they get money for that. Yeah. So if you're a school, the right. more sp special needs kids you have, the more funding, the more funding you get. Right. And so I think it's a kind of a backward system. So how? So here's the problem then. If you're trying to level the playing field completely, mm. how are you going to stop people? Just hiring private yeah. tutors. Well, How are you going to stop people moving into the catchment area of the best state schools, which people do today and yeah. will do even more? Yes. If you, how do you? I mean, the truth is, unfortunately, that we do live in a society where uh, people with money have have better yeah. opportunities than people without. Yes, and unfortunately, whatever the Labour Party says at their conference, yeah. they can't really stop that. No. You know, there are there are mitigating factors that you can use. Yeah. Which we already use. But, you know. Mike, why aren't they saying... Why aren't they... I mean, isn't the issue of private schools something of a red herring? Why aren't they saying our state system is not good enough Let's and we are better. going to make it as good as those private yeah. schools? Well, why I, aren't they taking that view? Well, that would be an easier thing yeah. to do. I mean, a lot of people, funnily enough, blame Michael Gove and yeah. Dominic Cummings, funnily enough, because Dominic Cummings was, his, was working with Michael right. Gove when he was Secretary of State for Education. Right. Yeah. And a lot of teachers, believe it or not, have really got a problem with with some of the things that were brought in yeah, undergo no, yeah. and the, the changes syllabus, to the curriculum. The changes to the syllabus yeah. were, were just ridiculous because Gove believes that people should be educated in a Victorian way, the yeah. way he was. You right. know, you learn poetry right. by rote and all yeah. this stuff. I know. You know, totally out of touch. Well, we just got an email from my older son's classroom or his, you know, his tutor group or whatever, and with a list of books that we should buy for his English. Right? Right. 50 quid's worth of books. Yeah, wow. Now, I can't say that I won't buy quite a few of those, yeah. but I'm not going to buy all of them. And you're I mean, in a good have, position. And, you know, and there's, a, but there's a lot of people who can't pay that. It's ridiculous. How can they be, I mean, they've just spent about probably 40 or 50 quid on the uniform. So, it, you so know. why, if, you know, if those books are required reading on mm. the syllabus, why isn't Labour saying, we will pay for those books for yeah. every kit? Right. They won't have to pay for their school lunch, you know, because we think that that's the most likely yeah, best yeah. nutrition they'll get mm. all day. We will get rid of crap teachers yeah. who underperform for decades yeah. without any scrutiny. Heads that have lousy uh, results, we mm. will just dismiss and, and drop super Because heads you know in. why? Once again, it's all driven by momentum. And there's yeah. one woman 
uh, whose name is Rigby, I can't remember her first name, who's been driving this, you know, abolish eating campaign. Yeah. I think she works for The Guardian, which yeah. will come as no great surprise. Yeah. Um, and she's behind this whole thing because she's changed it from just, you know, abolish eating to abolish private schools. Yeah. And that's the headline they want to have. Yeah. But actually doing it is nigh on impossible. And yeah. as you say, it's not a very smart thing. Also, I've changed my view a little bit on private schools because I did this on, uh, on Talk Radio a few weeks ago. And all the people that rang in in defence of private schools were ordinary, hard-working people who said, you know, we want to give our kids the best chance and we've actually not had foreign holidays, we've saved money because we believe that we're giving our kids the best chance to succeed Which in life. Which was definitely the case yeah. with my mum and dad, no yeah. question. And that's and I think there's a lot more of that yeah. than you have the kind of toffee-nosed Eton boys, yeah. you know, like David Cameron and George Osborne. Yeah. And to be fair to Boris Johnson, and I know you don't like to be, you know, he went there on a scholarship, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, okay. that's what he says. Yeah, right, okay. He went well, there on I mean, a scholarship. Look, you know, I've... Because I, I don't think Stanley a... Johnson was particularly... I don't think he was mega wealthy. He wasn't flush. I no. don't think he was in a bad way yeah. financially, but he was not a sort of multi-millionaire, you know, type like, you know, Cameron's family. Yeah, I just think there's a perversity of logic to say we've got an arra- a range of schools in this country and some of them are so good mm. that we're going to take them apart and, and, and put them into the same pool right. with, the, with the ones that we don't think are good enough. I mean, the other thing that you're probably going to miss out on as well is the number of foreign people's Definitely. kids who are educated at places like Eton and Harrow. Yeah. You know, because that really um, is a boon to this country. One of the reasons yeah. people come to this country and like come and live in this country yeah. is because they want to send their kids to those kind of schools. Yeah. And of course, we've had Diane Abbott Talking about uh, how that's all in the past now. Even Jamie Corbyn, private schools. Yeah, Sean, um, what's his face? The um, uh, Seamus Mill. Seamus Mill. Oh, yeah. He went to Harrow, apparently, or, yes. or one of those yeah. type of places. Right. You know. So, you know, there's plenty of privately educated Labour front benches. Yeah. Who are, and Emily Thornberry probably yeah, did as well. certainly. Yeah. Um, you know, and they all now want to pull the rug away from everybody else. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's sort of vindictive. And I wonder whether... It will backfire because you know it makes for a good headline because obviously ninety three percent of people don't go to private yeah. schools. So I'm sure, you know, I'm sure some would like to see people. Yeah, who, but most who can people in this kicked. country are not fanatics, no. right? And I, I mean, I never grew up. I went to a grammar school, which was actually a Catholic grammar school. There's only two of them in London. Yeah. And I had to pass my eleven plus, and I had to go for an exa- uh, an entrance exam, and I had to go an interview and all that. Um, and it was a great school. It's now a, a sort of a, I think it's an independent school yeah. rather than a, a, a private school. Yeah. So it's funded somehow. Yeah. Um, but it was a great education. But I didn't go through life thinking, God, I wish I'd gone to private school. Yeah. Because actually, all my all my sister my sister had a lot of friends who went to private school, and they were all fucked up. Yeah. All of them. I mean, they're all sort of emotional cripples. Well, it took me about fifteen years to yeah. get over it. I'm not kidding. You know, yeah. it's like you do. You go but to a lot of these were boarding schools, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that would be. Re- I would never send my child to a boarding school. I can't no. imagine why you would. No, I. Uh, I'm, I we've got friends who do, and you know, I must. Their weekends are more pleasant. And then go to the cinema and restaurants more often. But well, why have kids? Do then? Sort of th- exactly. Yeah. I mean, you wonder yeah. about that, don't you? If yeah. you're not going to see them, yeah. um, of course, they're taking a nanny, by the way, on Harry and Meghan, just to go back to them. One of the 13. <laughs> yes. A nanny to look after of little course. Archie. And a wet nurse, perhaps? Uh, probably, yeah. just, just for Harry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Picks her up in Vegas. <laughs> but that's another story. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's destined to fail. I think the um, I think it's a big red herring, and what people should be saying to their Labour candidates when they knock on the door is never mind the 7% that goes to private school fix the 93% because 
There's no guarantee that closing down private schools and whatever redistributing the assets, whatever mm. that is, and by the way, that would get tied up in courts for yeah. decades. But you know, can you imagine that's, if that's not going to fix anything? No, can you imagine as well if that's the way they want to go? Yeah. And you know, they've talked about nationalising, you know, the power companies, national, yeah. all of which couldn't be done yeah. if we remained in the European Union. By the way, because no, that's the, bollocks. The that. European Union that is bollocks are not going to let Britain nationalise European companies, surely. Uh, not European companies, yeah, but we can nationalise our own infrastructure. Scottish power is owned by the Spanish. I don't know why they call it. Don't call it Spanish power. No, but they can nationalise the the industry of our own uh, of our own country. And well, how do you nationalise? France has done it. Germany's done it. You know, they they've got nationalised railways, for instance, much much better than than our collection. Well, you say that, but actually they're not because that's a, that's also a fallacy. Because some of the French <laughs> trains. You had a bad trip on a train. No, I didn't France actually. Once. No. I've always had good trips on the train in France. But what I can tell you is that apparently, and these are experts that will tell you this, um, the people that you always believe in, right? Yeah. <laughs> apparently the smaller train lines, like the little kind of commuter train lines and the ones that yeah. people don't get to know about, yeah. the TGV, yes. you know, the fast train down to Nice, yeah. no problem at all. But if you try and get the from some, somewhere vitesse. like, you know, yeah, um, you know yeah, Paris right. to so the middle of nowhere. Or something it's yeah, yeah, it's just, well, it's not hopeless. It's the same as it is here. Yeah. Okay. You know, four carriages arrive instead of eight. Right. Fair enough. Right. squeezing themselves Look, off. I mean, the, other, the, point, the sort of point about can you or can't you nationalise industries, you can. Uh, and I think Jeremy Corbyn didn't quite understand that. Mm. He, and, and this lies at the heart of his hatred of the European Union. Right. He thinks it's going to get in the way of his socialist revolution yeah. in, in the UK. So. Well, is he going to, he's going to have to give up on the socialist revolution because, I mean, the fact is yeah. people in this country don't want a socialist They're revolution. They're not socialists. There's plenty of people who work for him yeah. that want a socialist revolution, but there's not very many of them, no. luckily. No. And there's, you know, he's disaffected so many traditional Labour supporters yeah. like myself. And I get slagged off something rotten by... You know the the Corbynite. Well, because you're seen presumably as a sort of centrist, some yeah. centrist wanker, some kind of you know. Blair bastard, yeah, not, you know? yeah, exactly, some Blairite centrist, which um, you know they abhor. Yeah, uh, they hate Blair more than they hate Boris Johnson. Oh, they do. Well, I mean, he's the one guy. He said to Julie Hartley Brewer the other day. Uh, well, see, now we've finally got something in common. But been banned from Labour Party conference. He's really? not allowed to go. You're kidding? No, they don't let him go. What a three-time prime minister! Yeah. The most successful prime minister. They can't stand it. They can't stand the fact that he was successful because they see that as the only kind of selling out yeah. that the Labour Party ever did. Amazing. It is incredible. I was talking to John McTiernan the other day. Yeah. You know, he used to be his kind of political advisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who said that this particular Labour Party conference is the worst he's ever been to? Really? You know. And I said to him, well, how come you're allowed to go? You know, <laughs> sure you'll, yeah. sure you'll get blackballed sooner yeah, yeah, or later, yeah, yeah. you know, because yeah. it is a very, very strange world yeah. that it's now become. It's all very Do you think they'll honesty. split the party? Because if the Tom Watson thing had happened, yeah. apparently the party was going to split up. Do you see that as what well, will happen in the future? I think it's already happening. Right. I think that, you know, people are gravitating. I mean, I think on the, on the ground, people, voters are moving towards the Liberal Democrats. Mm. We'll see that big time at the next election. But I think politically, in terms of the actual party, I don't see how they can sustain it as an entity mm. if they keep making these hardline calls, uh, saying we're a broad church, but then threatening to throw people yeah. like Tom Watson out because right. they don't like what he says. Right. You know, it is bizarre. Still, it won't be as funny, I suppose, as the Tory Party conference, which should be coming up yeah. this weekend. I think. Yeah. Right? Um, because that's going to be a real hotbed of madness yeah. as ever. Did you see that lovely joke about the? Um, 
you remember that story about Peter Mandelson in Blackpool going oh, well, to the, the fish yeah. and chip shop and asking, which is meant to be apocryphal? It's meant it? to be bollocks. But he yeah. looked at the mushy, pe- mushy peas and said, "I'll have some of that guacamole." Guacamole, yeah. And apparently they've they've got that. What's that? Is it San Pellegrino? The tins of um, of uh, tangerine. Oh yes. Tainted. Yes. You know, the stuff that, that we discovered actually, uh, actually is more. It's got more sugar in it than yeah. the coke. But it's not. It's not called Tory Fanta. This stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's the thing that all the trendy yummy mummies that's used to right, give their that's kids. That's right. When I when I would ever go, when my kids were younger, we'd go to like the science museum, yeah. Or you'd go to you know the natural history museum, and yeah. you go to the cafe, yeah. And it was literally like so middle class, it's painful, yeah. you know. It's the one um, with the little sort of foil. It's over one, the, yeah, the little over foil the over the top, bowl. and they're all drinking. They're, they're, yeah. All their kids are drinking it, and then suddenly yeah. it came out. This is possibly the worst and most toxic, <laughs> sugary drink. Since sunny delight. You, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that stuff? Oh, my God. My daughter used to drink that but stuff. But you couldn't... I mean, the, the supermarkets didn't have enough shells for yeah. it. Do you remember? They would wipe out... Yeah. The and then there was, another, there was a kid, I'm sure, that we all did a story on, who turned orange. Yeah. Somewhere in North Wales. it was toxic. It was somewhere in North Wales. Yeah. He'd actually... He like turned a flamingo-eating <laughs> shrimps turning pink. This guy drank so much yeah. CD that he literally turned... He looked like he was Donald Trump's... I know. Offspring. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. What did you make of Trump's uh, rally, by the way? Did you see his rally with the Indian Prime yeah. Minister? Yeah. That with, was bizarre. With, with Modi, yeah. who, who's a, you know, a very right-wing... Well, he's a Hindu guy. nationalist, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is causing quite a few problems in India, yeah. especially if you happen to be a Muslim. I think if Trump just sort of personally likes someone, he thinks, that's it, I'll, I'll go That's over a rally. Yeah. I mean, incredible. it is very odd. Now, we can't stop this one nearly at the end without talking about Liverpool. Because oh, last please. week, yeah. I told you how well they were doing. Yeah. And then literally... Then um, they got beat. They got beat in the Champions League. Yeah. What yeah. happened there? What went wrong? I don't know, really. I, I don't think... Well, let's remember they got beat in exactly the same circumstances last year. Yeah. And then went on to win the, the Cup. Yeah. So, and, and we oh, were, yeah. It's not like the end of the road. No, we will batter Napoli at mm. home. There's no. no question about that. But, and, but they weren't that great, Napoli, you mm. know, and... Uh, so I think it was. It's a hard going to Italy, though, isn't yeah. it? I mean, Italy's a really hard place to go. It was a weird thing. I don't know if you watched it on TV, but it looked like the stadium was completely empty. Yeah. Because no one was sitting in the lower tier. Right. And but there was this huge kind of racket being yeah. made. But it sounded like Italy it was, to me and football is a kind of. It's almost like a. Um, you're sort of in awe of it. Like yeah. spot, I mean, I don't mean the, the racists and the horrible no, no, no. part of it. But it's almost but religious, it's, isn't but it? But it's an incredible yeah. thing to go to a football match yeah. in Italy. Yeah. I remember being there, I think, for a World Cup or something, and I was in Florence, and there was a game on, and I just went into this bar to watch the game, and it yeah. was an incredible experience. Yeah. You know, just watching the way the Italians yeah. are about their football. Uh, you should go to Argentina. I spent a lot yeah. of time in Argentina, and I, can, I promise you that if you go to the La Bombonera where Boca play, yeah. or Monumental River, play. River play. Well, yeah. uh, yeah, well I'm told uh, so that, that that particular game. I've been there to River Play at the Monumental really? River Boca. And well, it usually it, ends up in a riot. Mate, it? it is. You've never seen anything like it. Yeah. For a start, they show up about three hours before the yeah, game. Right. right. So, you get to the ground, as you would in an English game, mm. like with 20 minutes to go, yeah. and the place is literally shaking with noise. Yeah, jumping. And then you go in, and it almost, the, the, the way the game's going is almost irrelevant. Right. You know, it is just this absolute megalomania right. noise, you know, you, a wall of sound. <laughs> and don't they, like, end up firing tear gas and all yeah, sorts yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you not, were you not sort of frightened for your life? No, well, no, not at that game. I was frightened for my life when I went to another... I can't remember the name of the team now, but they play at a ground called, I think it's in Spanish, it's El Cenicero, right. which is Spanish for the ashtray. Okay. Because it's sort of shaped like right. an ashtray with yeah. the groove. 
And we and I said to the uh, guy who I knew in Argentina, he said, "What are you doing tonight?" And I said, "I'm going to this match." Mm. And it was actually with Tony Gallagher. Oh, really? The time. I'd gone. I'd taken right. Tony Gallagher, who okay. is now the editor of the Sun. At the right. time, he was the deputy. No, he was the editor of the Telegraph. The editor of the Telegraph. Yeah. And uh, and he said, "How are you getting to the game?" And I said, "Well, we just thought we'd get the bus." Mm. And he said, "Absolutely, you, you cannot." Right. right. And so he got this what was essentially like a sort of corporate armored car right. for us. <laughs> And, and, and drove us into the ground, and there were people scrapping, jumping on the bonnet, right. you know, banging on the windows of your car, of our car. Right. But just because it was like it was one nice of the poorest, you know, like one of the areas is called Fort Apache, yeah, yeah. where um, right, you know, uh, and and the, it really is like the you know the wow. worst kind of bedlam. I've always wanted to go to Argentina. It's really, it's a really good, Buenos Aires is one of the most fabulous places mm. ever, and the, and the Argentinians. They are, they're massive, the weird thing is they're massive Anglophiles, right. right, which I think sort of like was part of the hurt over the Falklands, yes. you know? but there's a great, there was a great piece of graffiti outside um, Buenos Aires airport, mm. and it said, and it was written in English, in spray paint right. on this wall, and it said, British go home, right. Right? and then in brackets underneath it said, and take us with you. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, I've only ever met a few Argentinians in this country yeah. who have always been they're sort of my kind of crazy people. Yeah. You know, really interesting, really kind of intelligent. Yeah. And of course, that's a, a ridiculous you know. generalisation, yeah. but, but just really kind of cool yeah. people. Well, they say they're like, they're basically Italians who speak Spanish. Yeah. They're all, they're all, I mean, the huge proportion of them are of Italian yeah. heritage and they've yeah. all got EU passports. Right. You know, because they either come from Spain or Italy, right. so they're more European than I'm going to well, be. Well, that's why Portugal's so, interesting, because they're full of Brazilians. That's right. Because, of course, the language that's helps, right. and all of Brazilian footballers, if they want to come play in Europe, yeah. quite often will go to Portugal right. first. Yeah. Because Portuguese is a very weird language. It's a I weird, mean, weird language. Listening to people when I was over there, yeah. it's really, it doesn't sound like Spanish, it no, sounds like it, Russian. It looks like Spanish. It looks like but Spanish. But when you hear it But said, they say it all completely differently. It sounds yeah. almost Russian. Yeah. At one point yeah. I was thinking to myself, are these guys Russian? Yeah. But they weren't. Talking I mean, of languages, I started learning Swahili. Swahili? Which sounds a little bit idiosyncratic. It but does. It's becoming the language of Africa. Really? So, And it's a really lovely language, yeah. It's okay. really, really interesting. You say Jambon. So are you thinking of going back there then? I'd love to go back. So, I mean, it, so is that what they were speaking in Tanzania? In Tanzania, they speak Swahili. And Did you see that terrible story from Tanzania, by the way? Which this one? weekend. No. Uh, of the guy who was with his girlfriend. Oh, uh, my God. No, uh, this is where proposed, we were. Proposed oh, Zanzibar, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, in oh. one of these underground, underwater oh, things. And then died. Dies. And there's photos Incredible. of him with yeah. a ring, yeah. which must have been about three seconds before yeah. he died. Absolutely. So you were there in the same spot. So that was in a place called Pemba Island, mm. which was one of the little islands off Zanzibar, right. which... Uh, which and and this was a weird thing I didn't know existed, which is this sort of like room floating out yeah. of the sea, which is half underwater, right. and thirteen. Which must be pretty cool, I suppose, yeah, because you'd be so. looking at fish all the time. Yeah, if you're into fish. Well, I, I mean, imagine it gets a little you... bit boring after a while. What? What? what watching the, the ocean? I don't think so. Would you Would you feel comfortable getting romantic with your partner with? The potential that some scuba diver might just, <laughs> might just float by. Well, I assume you've got curtains. Well, I hope so. Sort of but thing. then what's the point? You I might as well be on the third floor. Well, because you can open the curtains <laughs> and look out. I mean, you know, you might anyway, the same argument about those fucking people in the council houses in... Uh, in uh, I didn't Madison. make that argument. I was being hopelessly ironic. I Clearly, see. you were being viciously fascistically sincere. Well, you know, that's why we do thoughtfully. That's right, we do. That's what it's all about. Yeah, it is. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Yeah.
new evidence of the diet on the diet crash. No. Oh my God! What it's is the it? Worst story ever. Um, well, I couldn't speak. I, I literally read the, 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 the front three parts. It was Philip, after all. No, apparently they found some new guy who was involved in the crash, but except he wasn't involved in the crash because he wasn't in the car. You know, <laughs> it's a complete <laughs> bollocks. Think that all this bollocks about, you know, it was a conspiracy. What kind of conspiracy could be foiled if only she decided to put her bloody seat? I know. If I'd have gone to, I can tell you this was, it was absolute school, fact. It, it was day school. Yeah. If I'd have gone to the comp, uh, Formby High, across, yeah. literally across the road from where we lived, right. I can promise you now I would never have got two O levels, never mind the eight I ended up getting, yeah. and I would never have gone on to A levels, and I would never have fulfilled or, or done what, you you know, full bar potential, because they force you into, into succeeding. Right. They make you succeed whether right. you want to or not. Right. And in a, in a comprehensive, you'll only succeed if you want to yeah. succeed. But at merchants or other private schools, yeah. they won't let you fail. There was a kid, I'm sure, that we all did a story on who turned orange. Yeah. It was somewhere in North Wales. It was toxic. It was somewhere in North Wales. Yeah. He'd actually he like turned a flamingo into... eating <laughs> shrimps turning pink. This guy drank so much yeah. CBD that he literally turned, he looked like he was Donald Trump's I know. offspring. written in English in spray paint right. on this wall and it said British go home right. Right. and then in brackets underneath it said and take us with you <laughs> <laughs> I should just say that in the midst As of all this my thumb, thumb has just started bleeding again